0: On this episode of The Natalie and Dennis Show. I was like, I feel so overstimulated. It was like, hey, like you're dyslexic. Go get that checked out. This is what I have. Like it literally was to a T. How I got diagnosed, why it led to that and the process. Hello there and welcome to The Natalie and Dennis Show. Podcast Podcast: Happy Friday, everyone. I'm kind of nervous. Okay, today I feel the way that I felt in the first episode, because actually Dennis is letting me take the stage today. and today we're going to be talking about something that's very personal to me, so personal that we actually, if you look at Dennis's side, if you're actually on YouTube and you're watching the visuals, um, I told them that I needed something to cover beats face for today's podcast so that in hiding but that you can say hi if you'd like <laughs> from the corner hello hey <laughs> I,
1: I, I feel alone
0: <laughs> <laughs> because honestly okay so today um i'm kind of nervous but can you help me a little bit with this episode
2: so today's a special episode where natalie talks about her feelings and how she feels about things and how her brain processes things it's an in-depth episode into. Um, something that's been very important in our lives recently, right. And it's been affecting us and we've been dealing with and it's ADHD. Yes. Um, so we were going to create an episode where we kind of went through the journey, Mm -hmm. um, from the beginning of how you got diagnosed, what made us think you had it, Mm -hmm. um, and like just all around our experience with it.
0: Definitely, yeah, and I think that it's been really nice because we've been reading the comments, um, and a lot of you are like, "Damn, you guys are so deep and you're getting so deep in this podcast. And I think today will be the deepest episode, mm. I think, personally, because it is very personal. And I do want to mention I am twenty nine years old and I got my diagnosis less than five months ago, I would say. Yeah, and that's important. I want to mention that because it kind of ties into how a lot of women actually get diagnosed very late. Um so, Yeah. So I guess this episode is really just a chance for us to discuss and be a very open book um, on how I got diagnosed, why it led to that and the process, if anybody is kind of like interested in that. But I do want to mention that uh, this episode should not be used as a way of self-diagnosing. Right. I think that's very important and um <laughs> i'm so nervous i'm sorry i really am a little bit nervous today but okay here's what i want to say now he stopped looking at me I, he's speaking <laughs> over okay what i wanted to say is that um with adhd there's three different kinds okay there is hyperactivity which is kind of like the one that i had always thought about which is like a little hyper boy and you're very you know active and
2: the traditional, traditional adhd right
0: which is why I never thought I, I had ADHD because that wasn't me.
2: The but, too much sugar. Yes. Running around bonkers.
0: Exactly. Hyper. Yes. Then there's the inattentive one, which is the one that I actually have. And then there's a combination of both. So that is that. Um, and so here's kind of like how the story goes, I guess. Okay. Why yeah. I thought that I had AD, Or not that I had ADHD. Actually, I went in for um, a diagnosis for, I thought I was dyslexic actually, because um, growing up, I had always switched my words or actually, this is kind of loud. Can we can we put it down just a little bit? Sorry. Are we good? Okay. sorry, guys. Um, I'm too nervous. I really am.
2: Well, I mean, you can try your best. It's your story.
0: I know. And I'm trying to help
2: guide you. But
0: I feel the way that I felt when I first met with the psychiatrist, which is like, how am I going to explain my entire like life story.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> That's why well, I wanted no. to put that. I knew it was so, going to get emotional. So for example, how <laughs> it's, it's a lot to get into, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain, but the best thing I can, use, I can think you can start with is why did you go to a psychiatrist in the first place? Okay. What made you feel like something was wrong?
0: Sure. Okay. So I have a life coach and her name is Jody, and she's somebody that I talk to once a week. She's helped me with so much. And so after two years of speaking with her, I just felt like something was off with me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I couldn't express my thoughts. I couldn't organize my thoughts. I was really, really struggling with work. Um, If you were to ask me like how I was feeling, I would always be like, I'm so overwhelmed. Right. That was like my constant state of emotion. And so I remember that I mentioned to her and I was like, hey, I think I'm dyslexic, you know, what should I do? Should I go get diagnosed? Or like, what does this look like? And so a life coach is somebody that kind of helps you with, um, anyway, so I mentioned to her that I think I'm dyslexic. And the reason was because I went to high school Mm -hmm. and I was always switching up numbers. I, I actually had a teacher once call me out and he was like, um, because I completely switched up this like project that I had to get done. And he was like, Hey, like you're dyslexic, go get that checked out. Right. I was always really bad at math and um, I don't know, like just things that have to do with like expression. Um, And so after I mentioned that to my life coach, even though they can't self-diagnose, she said, oh, well I've known you for about two years and I feel like a lot of what you um, are giving is like ADHD. Why don't you go and get checked out for that? And surprisingly that same week, uh, your cousin Sabina, who has ADHD as well, she was like, Natalie, that's interesting. A lot of the things that you're saying like feeling overwhelmed and disorganized and kind of like scatterbrain um remind me a lot of my own symptoms with ADHD. So then that led us to going to a psychiatrist, right? Women are like there's a very low percentage that a woman gets diagnosed when she's younger mm-hmm. because they don't showcase the hyperactive uh symptoms that a lot of kids do, yeah. right? So when you look at like hyperactivity in ADHD, it looks like you're Unable to sit still, you are constantly fidgety, you are unable to concentrate, you have like excessive talking, but then that's very different from someone like me, which is inattentive, right? Like I was always the quiet kid in the class. So no one's gonna ever be like, oh, she has ADHD. But I was very much like, if you would ask me like what was going on in class, I would just space out like nine times out of 10. Seriously, like space out, not even because maybe I was bored, but It was like um,
2: you're in your own world.
0: Yes, exactly. And I always thought, oh, you know, and I think this is where like horoscopes and stuff can get really tricky because people would be like, you're such a Pisces, like you're a daydreamer, because I literally would just like space out. I was inattentive. I wasn't able to focus a lot Mm -hmm. of the time, especially Mm -hmm. like in math class and and stuff like that. Um,
2: Things that didn't interest you.
0: Yes. Things that don't interest me. Were
2: there classes that you were attentive in?
0: And I was excellent in like absolutely like you know, language, like arts and literature and stuff like okay, that. Okay, Cool. So with inattentiveness, the opposite, um, it's basically the symptoms are your inability to focus or mm-hmm. to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always starting new tasks before you finish old ones. You have really poor organizational skills. Uh, you're always losing things. You are kind of like forgetful. Um, a lot of impatience and like restlessness. And so I felt like I remember after going online and like starting to read those symptoms, I kind of started self-diagnosing and I was like, this is what I have. Like it literally was to a T, everything that I felt, you know, because I would sit and start working and like there would be moments where I would just rewrite my to do list over and over again. And it felt like you would come in and you're like, how's work going? And I was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know how to get started. Like I just couldn't get started. Right.
2: So it's like action paralysis.
0: Yes, exactly. And it's like the worst feeling in the world.
2: So a lot of the times, just me stepping in for a second, right? Please do. When, when Natalie sees a list, um, as opposed to saying, I'm going to do this one first, this one second, this one third, it's overwhelming because she sees it as a multitude of tasks that need to be done.
0: And I do not know what to prioritize. Yeah. I want to apologize to everybody I've ever worked with. Because specifically assistants, I remember when I had like an assistant, I would give them a huge list of things to do. And they're like, OK, what's priority? And I was like, everything. And They're like, you physically can't do this all today. But in my brain, I was like, no, 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 this is important. This is important. I have to do it all. And that's where that feeling of overwhelm starts to step in. It's pretty bad
2: because it is. It, it
0: sounds not as bad as it is. Yeah. No, it's like
2: paralyzing. we have a list on our whiteboard table that we have and. She has everything, even to the like washing bed sheets. Yeah. Like everything. And and I'm like, Natalie, washing bedsheets should not shouldn't be on this list. To me, the level of importance of that of we have some stuff in our loft that's like just kind of there. It's like next to like our finances and doing and, like bigger things. Yeah. And those small tasks take up enough space in your mind. Yes. To that overwhelm. It clutters the big tasks.
0: Where I can't even get started. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember I came to you very overwhelmed after I looked at all those symptoms because I seriously thought I was dyslexic. And I was like, wait, this is ADHD. That's wild to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And I made you read through this. And, and then I started getting very hyperfixated, which is another symptom of like or not symptom, another like characteristic of somebody with ADHD where you almost become obsessed with things and you can't let it go. So that whole week, I, what did I do? I didn't even work. And I just was watching a bunch of videos on ADHD. And I was like, this is what I have. I need to go get diagnosed. Right. And what, what was your perspective when I came to you with that?
2: No, I said that you have it. And I believe that you've had it for a long time. You just don't know the name to it. You know, like I didn't know it was ADHD. But there was always like wonky stuff that I'm like, oh let's that's talk so about that. That's I'm weird. curious.
0: Yeah. Um
2: I would I would attribute a lot of your success on YouTube also to your ADHD. I would say that you were in school and you hyper focused on YouTube.
0: It, it all, I didn't want to do school. It more.
2: always tends to be hyper focusing on something that you're kind of like not supposed to be doing or sidetracking into something else. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was we were recently talking this week. I was like, whenever you pick up like a new hobby hardcore. I noticed we kind of don't do that well on YouTube or like social media. So and you, and you disagreed and that's fine. But like, for yeah. example, we were doing really well, really well. And then all of a sudden you had this urge to learn Japanese, for example. And you were like hard, hard, like buying textbooks, textbooks that arrived from Amazon. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, hard.
0: You almost become so yeah. invested in something. Yeah. Like you hyper focus on it.
2: You you downloaded Italki. Mm-hmm. You started having classes with the, with the with like Japanese instructors. And then you ditch it and then you go into something completely different.
0: Yeah. But I think like even more than that, I remember after I was reading everything to you of like, oh, my God, is this what I have? You felt so sorry. You actually apologized to me. And I remember Mm. you were like, wow, like you felt bad for me. You were like, wait, your brain isn't similar to mine. And all the times that we got into arguments about me not listening to you, you were like, wait, maybe this like this is why. Right. Mm-hmm. Because some of the arguments that Dennis and I would get into, it's like he would just tell me about stuff that maybe wasn't as interesting to me. And I could not control the fact that I just wouldn't listen to him. And you always felt like I wasn't listening to you. I
2: felt like I always had to repeat myself.
0: And you did. You still time. do. Right? All the
2: time. I say like, yeah. Hey, Natalie, I'll tell you something and then I'll catch you like a little bit airheaded, like, yes. like this. And then you'll turn to me like, I didn't hear anything. You I said. say that. And then I was like, oh, here's
0: one thing about ADHD that I've learned. So ADHD, I believe it's like, um, basically they say that it's an inattentiveness to focus. Right. But the reality and the way that people describe it, that rings so true to me is like you have 20 different TV channels on at the same time and you can't pick one. So everything is on your mind. It's that's what it feels like. Right. Yeah, Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't want to jump into this so soon, but like I did end up going to the psychiatrist. There was like an eight hour evaluation. I spoke, I'll get into how the diagnosis happened, but I did end up taking medication for a little bit Mm -hmm. and it was life-changing. It was for me. I felt for the first time, like I could focus on one thing, you know, and that like, I I think my brain is always overstimulated Mm -hmm. is what it, it feels like. So, what?
2: <laughs> no, because it's true. Yeah, and it's like small stuff that that you're like, wow, it's so odd. Like, like, like when you're on the phone, sure, and you pace.
0: I always you're like pace,
2: walk around the house.
0: I always have to walk around when I'm on the phone. And, always, and you
2: can't sit still. You have to walk. You go outside.
0: It's so weird. <laughs> it's right? very odd. Yeah. It's very odd. That's always happened to me. Or like even going to sh- to malls. I've always hated shopping. Because it's so overstimulating. Like I see everything. I hear everything. It's it's not enjoyable for me. The light. Yeah. Like the music. Like I remember, I mean, and here's the thing. It's very overlapping and which is why I don't want anybody to listen to this, this podcast and be like, I have ADHD. You really should go to a professional. But like, I remember little things like somebody in the back of class were taking a test and someone's like, like I could not focus. And I was like, shh like in my head i was like i cannot or then i'd hear somebody like you know tapping their foot and it's like my attention is there it's the weirdest thing you know once whatever but anyways um should we get into like how the diagnosis happens or
2: whatever you want it is your show right now
0: well i do feel like i'm i'm all over the place so i don't know i'm a little bit like i
2: think at the same time this represents a little bit of the way your mind works sure i let you take total creative control of today yeah and so i want to see how you present your things
0: the reality is i wrote everything verbatim and i'm not following anything yeah like i'm all over the place i'm Uh, like what should i focus on yeah so it's
2: representative of it
0: but okay so the evaluation right how i got diagnosed so i basically went in it was an eight hour uh exam at the psychiatrist's office, which I was very nervous for. I had never done anything like that. There was also a telephone interview with Dennis. (laughs) Yeah. Because they want to gain, gain the perspective of somebody that really knows you. Do you remember what kind of questions they asked you? Uh,
2: How good is she at completing tasks? Mm -hmm. Um, How stressed does she get? Mm -hmm. If she has a bunch of tasks, um, how good is she at prioritizing? There is a lot of questions like deep, questions and then it, a lot of those questions made me think like you know that's kind of odd that's kind of weird yeah like she, she breaks down a lot i've walked into the room where she's on the floor like i don't know what to do like everything is like
0: it really like, is it's like intense
2: that. it's like bad it's you're overwhelmed you but know I, there's one specific moment where i remember we were in la and we had like four sponsorships mm-hmm. and you're just like i don't know what to do and i was I, like natalie but like we can pick one and go at it. And then you're like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then you're just laying there I on just, the floor.
0: Yeah. I get into this thing of, I almost like, I start to zone into, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And that's when like a panic attack. Struck. But you start
2: hyperventilating. I start hyper, yeah. I can't
0: breathe. Like I really feel so overwhelmed by everything. And it's like immediately everything that I have to do in my life comes to my mind it's like i have to feed jupiter he hasn't gone to the vet i have to cut the grass there's weeds outside um uh the list on notion i have to get back to my manager i have like
2: we have to cancel subscriptions we yeah, have to all,
0: things that don't matter but or, i can't control it we're going to the I gym tomorrow and,
2: and and we were talking about how you're not very present now yes you're one two months ahead always of thinking of all of the things there's times where we're watching rock climbing on tv and i'm like what are you thinking about oh next week we have this and this and this and then tomorrow i have this and you're just like not in it mm-hmm. you're not, not watching the tv even though the TV's fucking huge and it's like right there and you're like not i know in it
0: that stuff makes me sad because i feel like my life kind of feels like i'm always thinking ahead and like worrying and stuff like that but anyways kind of going back to the whole diagnosis um there was like so many exams. So eight hours, we have a depression inventory and anxiety one. We also talked about grief, which was interesting, um, which was something that they stated that usually with ADHD and grief. So with my niece passing it, like I felt like that year was terrible for me in every way. It made it worse. It made it worse, like 10 yeah. times worse. Um, and I actually have this little snippet from the diagnosis because it's the weirdest thing. You receive like a 30 page deck about yourself. Mm-hmm. from a different perspective so it's very odd so it'll be like miss natalie Alsate walked into the office very well groomed she was very polite she sat down she placed like everything to a t they're observing you the whole time so this was a little snippet that i got it was like a telephonic interview with mrs Alsate's husband dennis garcia further reinforces mrs Alsate's stated struggles with organization prioritization, meeting deadlines, self-doubt and difficulty focusing on things she is not interested. From Mr. Garcia's perspective, her challenges have increased since the unexpected passing of a loved one approximately 1 year ago. She describes lifelong difficulties with attention, concentration, organization, but having found ways to compensate. And so, this is interesting. It says, for example, she describes using multiple journals and agendas to organize take notes and plan her day-to-day activities, which there's no it's no wonder I love stationery and like I need to write everything down like I've always been a journal girl, an agenda girl, like I love all that because it's actually facilitated and helped me out so much in my life
2: at the same time, though, I feel like you never stuck to one way of doing things yes it's it's like the the thing we've stuck to the most is a week at a glance, which is like our current Schedule. process of doing things, but it was constantly, I have this new journal from target. I'm going to restart this whole goal task list. How
0: many agendas did I have? And
2: then you ditch it and then you go to the next one. And it was a constant cycle of how to prioritize, create tasks, yes. cross things out. iPad to notebook, to journal, to, to whiteboard. pocket, pocket notebook, to whiteboard, to like constant swapping,
0: just trying to help myself remember things so like i have an appointment there's a no card i have you know like literally my whole life is full of agendas now we have found ways that actually work but it's interesting because you almost have to find systems for yourself like i literally i created worksheets that have helped me personally and it's been like a game changer right and i say that because
2: how, do you, how did you stick to that particular worksheet and not jump to something else
0: Okay. Well, what I first did, if I could break down my process, because it's 10 worksheets is what I have that yeah. helped me every day. I have my morning routine and I have my night routine and I need to write down. This is how I have the best me routine. I literally will forget. I literally will. Yeah. So what is on that uh, agenda? It's like wake up early, like wake up at eight, exercise, take my vitamins, Um even like things like check my finances. Like I need to be reminded of this stuff or else so you can't flow. I don't slow always unless I'm on vacation and I literally don't need, like I don't have deadlines or anything like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will say, I think there are a lot of pros to me being the way that I am. Mm-hmm. One of them being, um, I am very detail oriented. And even though I tend to be forgetful because of the systems that I have in place, I don't miss deadlines. You know, I'm not like that kind of person. Like I'm very on it. I'm very type A. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but should we get into like my experience with medication or sure, kind of like that? <laughs> so I was very hesitant to start taking medication, right? Yeah. But I remember watching a lot of videos and people were like, "Like it feels like putting on glasses. Like you can finally see," is what they would say, right? And I remember I took the medication. And it was incredible. Like literally, I remember I was outside and I looked at Jupiter and I could only see him. Like seriously, no, (laughs) I I looked at
2: Jupiter and I saw Jupiter.
0: the way, this image will never leave my mind. It's Jupiter on the floor, just enjoying the sun, like just so happy. And I was like, oh my, like I was so focused on him without me thinking, Oh, those weeds or my plant or I have to water that or oh shit did like all of these distractions, you know? Yeah. And I went throughout that day feeling so good. I was like on everything. I was like, Dennis, is this how life feels? This is amazing. Like I'm not overwhelmed. I don't care about that because I'm organizing my thoughts. Oh, I need to do this. I can prioritize. Like it's weird how it worked. And then came the bad with it, which is literally around 6 p.m., The medicine wore off and I felt that Mm. and I was so depressed. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) I think it's difficult when you know, when you find out what you should feel like. Yes. And then finding out that you can't stay that way and like you'll go back to like, you know, it, it reminds me of I read a book to you a long time ago called Flowers for Algernon where it's like this person who's like mentally retarded with a low IQ mm-hmm. and they give him like a medication becomes like super intelligent. And then towards the end, we didn't finish the book, but it it wears off on him. So he yeah. goes back to being, you know, um, special needs. But he said that by, by having the intelligence, it kind of was a weight on him because he knew what he was, the way that, that everything was supposed to be. And that he found more happiness in ignorance and being mm. the other way, you know, whereas here, in this case, I think you know how you're supposed to do. be sorry. And I feel like just having had that taste of like that's the correct way of doing things allows you to kind of change up your routine now and do things other than medication that can maybe facilitate and help you correct like our lives and help you be the way that you maybe should be i don't know what are your thoughts yeah
0: i don't think i i know how to manage it yet but i didn't like the lows of the medication that uh, came with it for sure no like i literally yeah. i was like on top of the world i was like life is great and then all of a sudden it's like it's all taken from you and i felt so depressed like i remember that night literally going to the room and like closing all of the windows just like laying in bed
2: it's hard (laughs) so how do you feel now you had you stopped taking the medication yeah you decide why did you decide to stop taking it
0: because i didn't like the lows of it
2: just the lows
0: i didn't like how i didn't like how i was supposed to feel and then i didn't like being like shit this is how i'm living my life like i didn't like that
2: so how do you feel now
0: well this week was a struggle which is why we like i've been on cloud again cloud nine with like our systems and like it's just that it's so hard like you slip you know like this week was really bad for us yeah and like i don't know how to explain it like i was off my game i couldn't get back on and i was telling you i was like i feel so overstimulated and i just i don't feel good again you know so moments like that make me very upset And actually you told me you were like, oh, I was looking into this because this week my allergies have been really bad. And so you gave me Benadryl and supposedly Benadryl like makes it worse. No.
2: So uh, one side effect of Benadryl is hyperactivity. And so you already have ADHD. Yeah. Right. So it's. It's like compiling hyperactivity on top of hyperactivity, you know, and like even though you feel like you might. Be able to control it when you add that to it, then it might get out of whack, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. This week has honestly made me kind of be like, should I go back to it? Like, I really have. Like, it's been that bad.
2: for the medication? Yeah. What do you think?
0: No, I don't know. Because it's something that's so new. And, like, I feel like there's repercussions. Like, you're not allowed to take this medication when you are pregnant. For example. So then I think about, oh, my God, I'm going to have to deal with myself as I am. You know, I'm kind of like just covering it up right now, like covering the, the bruise. But
2: I feel like you've done very well at dealing with it. And but it takes
0: so much discipline. That's the thing. And I don't always have discipline.
2: So look, guys, just so you can understand kind of like yeah, our situation. Yeah, because it's hard to give them a the window. Right? the one sacred rule is wake up early (laughs) like that that is like our rule our hardcore rule and it's one that we break often and it sucks because anytime we don't wake up at eight on the dot like the day is (laughs) done like it's weird but it's weird like we could wake up at nine nine thirty ten and for you in your mind it feels like the day has been wasted. It's yeah, weird. It feels
0: like the day's over. My ideal time is waking up at six. Like I like a very slow morning. Right. But even. 6 a.m. Yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. But like even hearing us say that it feels so lame because it's like, why can't you just go about your day if you just wake up at nine? Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's but hard it's, for you. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the hard. way
2: that your mind sets it up.
0: I feel like my day is over when I wake up that late. Like, and then I don't know what to do and get started. And it's like terrible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, like, let's say you started work at one.
0: Hell no. But,
2: like, like I'm just I know, I know. setting up the scenario. <laughs> Even though we normally clock out at five, from one to five, <laughs> from one to five, you'd get nothing done.
0: Exactly. But I try. But I try to yes, get it done. That's but, the worst part that I'm sitting there trying and it just doesn't, I cannot do it. So,
2: like, let's say, okay. And it doesn't make sense. And example, that's why people are
0: like, you're lazy.
2: Example, you need to film that day. Yeah. And you had all these other little tasks, but you still have to film.
0: I will do everything else but yeah. film. That's the weird thing. It's like I get distracted by everything. It's like, oh, I know I need to film this. <gasps> oh, Jupiter's thing is, oh, let me go do that. Oh, <laughs> the bed. Oh, yeah, let me go do that. So, oh, I have a hair here. Let me take it out. It, all of a sudden, it's like five o'clock. I'm like, I've done nothing.
2: There's a very famous scene in Malcolm in the Middle where they said that it was a representation of ADHD, right? Oh, so the that. dad goes into like a room and like he I don't it's this order of things that happens right. So he like drops something, grabs it, turns on the light, notices the light bulb is broken. That's how so he is. gets he goes into the closet to grab the light bulb to fix the 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 lamp, but he notices that the 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 cabinets are loose. So he goes into the garage. You to get grab it with something else. And then something with the car happens because he's leaving the house. exactly, And so he he's changing out the motor, the whole motor of the car. That's me. And his <laughs> wife comes out and she's like, I don't know his name, Hank. Let's put Hank. Hank, you were supposed to change the light bulb. And he's like, what do you think I'm doing? And
0: <laughs> he's changing the motor of the car. Right. That's exactly how my life is. It's yeah. like zigzags. I'm trying to get here, but I'm doing all of this for no reason because but, I think everything is important and I need to get everything done. Which is why I started talking to my life coach. I was so overwhelmed with my life; it constantly felt like this never-ending to-do list because I couldn't do. It. Like I just felt terrible.
2: I think the week at a glance, which is like our, our system. little formula, it's like our perfect little formula. It to, is to, for to work. For work, yeah, is built in the way where we have concrete tasks. That's Un- what helps me. Movable, unchangeable.
0: Uninterrupted.
2: It has to be done.
0: Right. So I think that's what's really helped me is like Mondays we film for YouTube and then there's other tasks but they never shift. Tuesdays are like my TikTok days. That's all I'm doing. So you know why this week was so off? Why? My sister was in town. We wanted to go to the beach on Wednesday. I was supposed to do a sponsored, sponsored video that was supposed to be due on Tuesday. Imagine this, right? It's Tuesday and I'm supposed to do something that's due on Thursday. The product doesn't arrive. So now I'm on standby. I'm like, I'm procrastinating the whole day. Then another brand is like, it's, it was a messy week. And then it just fucked up my whole week. This is not normal. And then I didn't even get to spend time with my family. Very
2: often. Yeah. We had a Nintendo game night, which is fucking awesome that he was here. And everybody was here. We were playing Nintendo, but it's that out of the norm, stuff that get to me throws you off
0: and what i hate about that in myself is while i like routine i also want to be flexible enough to have a good life and enjoy and go on vacation but like stuff like that messes me up it's the weirdest thing so you know
2: jet lag oh it's the worst bothers you
0: the worst
2: you're not spontaneous i'm not you need rigidity i do and rhythm always and consistency yeah right I'm a consistent person. Yeah, I, at the same time every day, play Call of Duty. At the same time every day, make breakfast. I'm consistent. I think we match very well Mm -hmm. in our values. We got a very interesting comment in the previous video that we're going to talk about at the end of this specific episode. Yeah, it's
0: interesting because you came up to me and you were like, "Oh, we got a really negative comment.
2: I didn't say negative. You did say. No.
0: Then it... Filtered in my mind, touchy. a touchy topic. Okay. And I was like, "Uh oh, our first really bad negative comment. I think one thing with the podcast that's been interesting is like, it leaves a lot of room for you guys to really see us. And so it's, it leaves a lot of room for you to give your opinion as yeah. you should. So we com- are welcoming The that comment
2: always. said, I hate that. No, it I, didn't. Kidding. Kidding.
0: <laughs> no, it didn't. No, no, no. The comment, I can read the comment. If you wish to talk <laughs> about it. Not right
2: now. Let's leave it for the end. We need it. Okay. We need a, fine. 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 Okay. But can
0: we mo- actually speaking of David, David actually also has ADHD and I'm curious David, I asked you before this, if you would like to share a little bit about your experience with ADHD.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Okay. How is my experience with ADHD? Yeah. Yeah, ADHD. <laughs>
0: no, don't say HIV. <laughs> <laughs> HIV
1: <Okay. laughs> is here. <yeah. laughs> okay. No, 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 mentira. no. No, no. <laughs> no uh, I am in when I say in school, mm-hmm. I, I'm saying school. I am so hyper and so distractible. Mm, you have. so, me hizo que casi me echaran del colegio. Oh, uh, wow. that they almost
2: expelled them from they school. They almost expelled yeah.
0: them because you were so distracted. So, so distracted. I'm so one. hyper.
1: I have both. I'm so oh, really? I distracted with everything. I'm so hyper. I'm, I'm so many energy. Yeah. How are you? How are you with organization? Ooh, i thinking in Me, my hair. Okay. My day is wake up this, <laughs> do this. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I try, you know. Yeah, Yeah. But it's so hard because... Sometimes and say yes to everything <laughs> and say, you go this, yes. You go this, yes. And so, and can't say like yeah.
2: no. So, f- for example, today, that we said yes to rock climbing, but he said yes to his friends for soccer <laughs> at eight. And rock climbing is
1: at yeah. six. But you know, Spunk going to It's, the it's, do both? That's it's the other thing. so bad because <laughs> yes. it's so bad for me. Can't say no because I want to stay with us. I want to stay with my friends. I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you know, but
0: that's the thing, right? You
1: can't multiply yourself. We, we don't have
0: concept of time. That's another thing oh that people with God. ADHD
2: tell me about no, it. No, seriously. Guys.
0: So, like, like David, like he's like, oh, yeah, I could go rock climbing with you at six, but like rock climbing takes two hours and then he has to get to the place to be with his friends at eight. There's no concept of Let time. Let me
2: tell you, when I first started dating you, you're like, let's go to Winter Park. And after that, let's go get nitrogen ice cream in Kissimmee <laughs> and let's go get this and this and this. It's like, <laughs> Bro, there's no way we could do all of that in like two hours. And then you're like, I have to study later. So you have to drop me off at home by seven. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. I don't
0: know why. And so one thing that's been really helpful is getting like a clock. Like literally I have timestamps. So my, my worksheets, like I write out everything that's possible within the time from seven to 10. And then I also like do use a lot of these, you know, like 10 minutes to do this like time
1: how was your
2: experience with medication?
1: Uh, I have a problem because when I start taking medication, I start to... Two, two, two medications. Um, yeah. Two, one for morning and one for... Because I go to school. And sure. I need to take before I start classes and when I eat in my mm-hmm. lunch, lunch. Lunch. Lunch, yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I start medication, I'm so be quiet. I'm so focused. I like... You change? Oh, but no, it's bad for me. The, the mistake is when I go play soccer, I feel so different. Yeah. You know, when I have practice after school, when I go play soccer, I feel so bad. How do you, you know? feel? Like, what, like what? with the medication? Yeah. I'm trash. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trash yeah, yeah. can. Yeah, 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 yeah. And can play good and save my dad. dad. So what was the name of your medication? A uh, ritalina. And what about yours?
0: Uh, I don't really remember.
2: <laughs> it's so odd how there's different types of medications for different people. I know Sabina, oh. my other cousin, also has ADHD. And then I, I, I have this joke where I say I'm surrounded by people with ADHD. Yeah. But it's so true. Like I am.
0: But I remember.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, but that that that's the question. Like, how is everyone getting ADHD? Like, why?
0: Well, I don't know. That's something I think about. I'm like, is it something that I was born with? Because I can see symptoms from a very young age. Like, one thing I talk about is getting my house professionally organized changed my life. I cannot emphasize that more. I used to be the messiest person but i wasn't able to create systems for myself then these ladies came in they're like okay how's your morning routine oh we're going to put your workout clothes here blah 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 they shifted everything to the point that it literally makes my life so much easier and i tell you if we ever move again it's going to be hell for me because There's everything's a lot of in its place with
2: adhd because okay not only is your living area out of whack finances are sometimes out of whack like your subscriptions, you subscribe to things, you forget that you subscribe to things. Yes. Um.
0: I forget you, that you, I say yes to certain you people. Get,
1: I forget everything Yeah. Too. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I talk to my mom yeah. and my brother and say, how oh, you say yes. And say, I don't know. My hair is in another world thinking about, I think about everything. I that I imagine Yep. He's like imagining things. Yeah, yeah, like he passed away. But, si but the sad thing, no,
2: The sad thing is like you guys make attempts to fix things. Like you got Notion, <laughs>
0: yeah. you
2: you got this other app for one of our assistants to like organize your stuff. You go to extra lengths the to try because out. you guys feel like there's something wrong innately. I feel like everybody knows that something is. You have an inkling, right, mm. in the inside.
0: But not everybody knows. I don't think anybody would look at me and be like, you have ADHD. No,
2: you, yeah. everybody who has something knows inside that something is
0: wrong, kind of wrong. or off. Yeah. yeah, I definitely felt that Yeah, for a while. I think, um, I don't know. <sighs> I lost my train of thought. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um,
2: Keep it going. No, Come I totally forgot.
0: I don't remember. What do you think? Okay.
2: Medication. You decided yeah. to stop taking go,
0: it. Take, okay. take the wheel. <laughs> <coughs> um, well, here's... Um, go, ahead. No, go, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. go ahead, it's no, fine. No, no, go ahead. no, I was just going to say, uh, there are things that I've learned. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, um, being this way is not... Okay. Maybe I'm trying to convince myself. It's not a bad thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to interject and say, no, but...
0: It's no, because I really believe the reason why I was so successful on YouTube is because I hyper focused on something that I loved and I went so hard yeah, and I worked so hard and I, I don't know, I did things that I don't think a lot of people would have done. And it's because of that. Like I was so in love with it. So I wanted to excel in it because that's one characteristic of people with ADHD. You hyper focus, right? On things that you love. Or if you really hate stuff, you don't do it. And you literally don't. Um, I think another thing is like noise canceling everything for me. Noise canceling headphones are amazing. They've changed my life for work because I used to like start working and then it's like I hear the lawnmowers. I look outside, I get distracted. The trash can let me go out or I hear the dog outside. So like noise canceling headphones really helps me. Brown noise is amazing. Much better than white noise. It's very calming for me. I've noticed that's why I also really like ASMR. I always thought it was a little bit like weird that how much I loved ASMR.
2: (laughs) Yeah. But now he agrees. He's over there nodding. (laughs) But I I don't know. But
0: it helps me relax. Yeah. Strangely. And I've heard a lot of people with like autism are the same way.
2: I was going to lead into autism a little bit. Yeah.
0: Because there's overlapping characteristics as well.
2: People with autism always tend to have like this one thing that they're really good at. Mm. Right. Like in there's a show called In the Spectrum, one guy was like obsessed about dinosaurs. And like he knew like oh, yeah. everything about dinosaurs, right? There's this one boy on TikTok that I watched that can change his font to any font. And, yeah. and has this photographic memory of like logos, and you tell him what's Adobe's logo? And he'll like draw Adobe in the proper font. Like exactly, you know? So I think. ADHD has little bits of that, I guess, kind of.
0: Yeah, you can definitely excel in things that you are absolutely passionate about and you will yeah. work nonstop because i it's just in us. It's like innate to love it and to do it really well. You know, I think another thing I've learned is task switching is the the death of us, like avoiding, you know, like, for example, for me, I make sure when I start working, I'm not getting text messages, so I'm not getting distracted, you know. I try to set limits on my phone that really actually helps me or else I would literally be distracted and like in the world of social media forever. Yeah. I tell Dennis, please don't interrupt me during this time because I'm trying to think of ideas for videos. And if you tell me, (laughs) Natalie, can you check this? All of a sudden my focus is switched and I can't get back to it.
2: So I remember when we used to work at your parents' house, it was always trouble. if like they walked in and like interrupted because well, for me, it didn't bother, but for you, it like,
0: It switched me off. You have
2: have this track you're on and it's like you get on the wrong exit in the highway.
0: Yeah. And then I can't get back on. And then
2: it's so hard to get back on.
0: It is. It's like it takes that much more energy to complete something. So
2: anytime I have something I have to ask you, like your door is closed to like your office or wherever you are. Usually you kind of isolate yourself.
0: I love working alone. And so
2: when I need you, I walk up to the door and I'm like, should I really open this door? Like, is it worth it? Like, is it worth yeah. like sidetracking? And then I'm like, I open it and I almost always regret. Like, <laughs> fuck! Like, wh- why did I ask her? It's like, like, it like a sucked.
0: monster. I'm like, so what do you need? I walk
2: in and she's like, I don't know for you that that are listening in the audio. I'm gonna try to explain it, but she's like looking down and then just looks up slowly, angrily, like like snarling. It's like, what do you want or what do you need? It's this. Oh my angry, god, do I really say it like, Yo, like that? Like, oh my god, it's so mad.
0: That's messed up. <laughs> and then when you leave, I'm like. What was I doing? <laughs> like it's you're nowhere. in a you're in
2: a daze. You have no idea what's going on.
0: Yeah. Um. Another thing that's helped me is recording meetings. That's been really helpful. Um. I ask for all requests and deadlines provided in written form, so my manager knows this. She can't just tell me this is due blah blah blah. She has to please write it into Slack. Natalie, this is due blah blah blah, or she'll summarize meetings for me because I will literally forget things that I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just forget. Mm-hmm. Right. I have to write everything out. Um, I need a rigid schedule. My worksheets have been really helpful. Body, body doubling. I think that's an interesting one. Is like when you feel like you can't get started, having somebody else in the room to kind of just assist.
2: That's, that's the bane of my existence right there. I yeah. have to be present every time you do organizational stuff in terms of like your tasks.
0: Because I don't want to get started. You're like,
2: Dennis, come here. I need you here. And, it's just and then just like, go helps me. I go. And sometimes I don't say anything, you're just like, I'm like where the fuck am I here and then you're just like doing your thing and then but it helps it kind of gives you reassurance yes it's weird
0: and then the biggest one is how to properly write to-do lists like don't just write a whole list with bullet points that's so overwhelming right so I learned this method that I now incorporate it into my worksheets which is like you divide the page into three the first section is things that are called quick ticks things that take five minutes or less. So you just write everything there. Then you move into the next section, which are tasks, things that take you 10 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And then the next section is projects. You break, which basically projects are tasks broken into quick ticks. And that helps me. And maybe down the line, I'll get into it a little bit more because it really has been life changing. Um, or if you just want to check out the YouTube video by Grace Beverly, she talks about how to optimize your time and time management.
1: So I think I can do that.
0: Yeah. You think I, I, can. I can show you that I have a worksheet on it. I can give it to you. <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, you can't do that. Tell me.
1: I think is, I think I can plan my day. I think just mm. flowing. Uh, okay. You know, so
0: you prefer like, to do it like that. Willfully,
1: wealth, yeah. but it's bad because it is, Nada,
0: exactly. And then like things come in the way and then you don't get other things done. Like that's the problem is you can be in this like weird zone. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, what I know that, that was a, a lot. I don't know if that like if we covered a lot, but anyways, I just wanted to say um, I, I have been asked a lot about this topic, so I wanted to bring it up. Maybe I didn't do the best way of like organizing it, but I, I tried. Um, yeah, there are some comments from the last video that I wanted to just kind of maybe at the end of each video, start reading to you guys. Cause I think they're really fun. So the first one is by Adriana Melendez. She said, amo este podcast. También te amamos David.
1: <laughs> <laughs> gracias, gracias, gracias. That's a great comment.
0: Um, we have another one by Melita Fernandez. She put, Hey, I love how you guys are being so real and candid and really, not sugarcoating things for the outside world thank you for being super vulnerable and putting yourself out there love from india
2: how do you feel about that let's talk about the comments let's not just say them
0: yeah well i i mean i think we've been really real and that's why this podcast kind of scares me a little bit because it is an open window into how we think and who we really are without any cuts and edits it's not like my youtube video you know Mm -hmm. there's no censorship and especially because we plan on going live that's going to be interesting we might get canceled. <laughs> oh shit. Um another one is when Dennis, oh sorry, when Natalie started tearing up. Oh sorry, this one's by day by day. I don't know. They don't have their name. When Natalie started tearing up about um When Natalie started tearing up out of nowhere, I was like, she's probably on her period. LOL. And this is definitely because I am the same way. I get super emotional and sensitive to Dennis's request. My partner and I have serious talks very often, at least once a week. Actually, it brings us closer regardless of how hard the topic is. By the way, thank you guys for the podcast. I watch it to just laugh and have a good time after a long, stressful day. So thank you guys. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Thank you.
0: And so as promised, here is the comment. (laughs) That we received.
2: This comment was intense and spicy.
0: This is by Madison H. And I first and foremost just want to say that um, no, like there's no hard feelings. I think this comment opened up a dialogue between you and I, which we're going to dive into the next podcast. So this is her comment. She puts, yikes. This is totally just my impression of the situation. But I think. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Before you get into it, this was a comment left on an uncomfy questions video. Okay. Which was our last video. Sure. And this is in regards to a a moment where Natalie said marriage doesn't feel real. We have to give a little bit of context so people can understand the comment. Okay. And you said this doesn't feel real sometimes. And I'm like, right? It just seems like we're just kind of together like a game. Like it's just a moment in life. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Right. And this is her response to that.
0: So she said, yikes, this is totally just my impression of the situation. But I think the reason Natalie feels that their marriage isn't real is because they don't have a very deep relationship. Yes, they've known each other forever and are very comfortable with each other, but they don't actually connect on a deep level. Their value systems don't align and they don't argue about real issues, which means that they either aren't fully honest with each other or that they don't have real discussions. They primarily worry about their own independent tasks, schedules and values where their interests overlap. They do things together in situations like work and working out, but they don't really actually have a deep marriage relationship, more of a shallow partnership that is convenient. They confuse being with each other a lot with actually being and having a good relationship. I think it's also maybe why they feel the way that they do about having kids They're worried about how their kids will fit into their schedules as that's how as if that's how having children actually works. They have no concept of how to sacrifice and actually give to another person because they don't do that for each other. So they have no idea how they're more concerned about their hobbies and keeping their interests alive than creating a family, which is totally fine. I'm not trying to knock how they do things, but I think there is a little lack of self-awareness here. So. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) no 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 no! listen that's
1: that's intense yeah
0: i was really uh when i first read this i actually was smiling and i remember i was looking at dennis like oh my god wait there's some truth here i felt it i felt it and it was very interesting because i think that our first reaction would have been to be like she's being a hater you know like delete that comment or something but we don't do that anyways that's not how
2: i feel no i I saw the comment first and then I was like, man, should I show Natalie this? Because like this is the kind of thing that dwindles in your mind. And it did. For a while. So then like later in the day after I showed her and it was all that stuff, she's on the toilet and I walk in and we're just talking. She's like, remember that comment you showed? I was like, oh, no, she is thinking about it. But we discussed it and we'll discuss it in the next episode because like yeah. it really brings in like a bigger topic as to like how deep is our relationship? Is it really shallow? Like our values and like, are we aligned in things?
0: Yeah. I felt called out in a way. So (laughs) anyways, I just wanted to that note, uh, thank you for leaving your honest comments. We always want to hear them, whether they seem out, out of line or not. I think it's valid, right? Like that's the point of this whole podcast. Yeah. And I
2: mean, we're putting ourselves out there and you're totally allowed to, have an opinion about us, you know, and that's good. Right. Yeah, And we have an opinion. We have, no, sorry, the capability of responding to the comment, right? Like we will tackle it in the next episode. Episode, yeah. So anyways, what I wanted to ask you guys to comment in this episode is how do you feel about, you know, ADHD, the topic we talked about today, are any of you struggling with it? Are you looking into maybe finding a psychologist and kind of tackling it head on? Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, tackling it head on. Or are you going about it, the feng shui kind of fixing things like Natalie, organizational lists, tasks, way? What do yeah. you think?
0: I still don't know how I'm handling it. But what I would appreciate is if you guys commented and reviewed this podcast, it helps us out a lot. If you love it, leave us a very happy rating. And I guess we'll see you guys in the next one.
2: Bye. Bye. Hit that song, baby. Do it.
1: What is that? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no.